Hey everyone, welcome back to Every Version Ever. My name is Jonathan North, and today I'm joined by my friend Mark Brown, and we're going to be talking about an animated version of The Secret Garden from 1994. Now, don't get your hopes up. Probably, like many of you out there, I also really want a beautifully animated version of this story. Unfortunately, this is not that. This is one of those cheap direct-to-video slash TV movies that barely clocks in at an hour that they used to sell at Everything's a Dollar to Trick unsuspecting grandmas into buying them for their grandkids. As far as I know, there are no actual theatrically released animated versions of The Secret Garden, which really seems like an oversight. The Secret Garden seems like the perfect candidate for a reverently adapted animated film, and I'm still surprised that one hasn't happened yet. Someone really should get on that. This film, though, this, this one is not that reverent. It makes some interesting choices, sometimes to the point where even if you're familiar with the original story, you'll likely have no idea what's going to happen. Now before we begin, I need to preface our discussion by saying that since we recorded this, actress Honor Blackman has passed away. I think we recorded this episode almost exactly a year ago in February, and at that time, as far as we knew, she was alive and well. And then several months later, she unfortunately passed away. So keep that in mind when we're talking about the voice actors, particularly those who are still living, because at the time, Honor Blackman was still alive. Once you get to that part of the show, you'll know why I felt the need to include this disclaimer up front. Okay, I think that's all I've got for now. Let's get on with this episode of Every Version Ever with Mark Brown. I guess to start out with, we can talk about how you knew this version. Were you familiar with this version, like, before we talked about it? So this is the animated one that I guess came out in 1994 of uh, The Secret Garden. I have a very, 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 very vague recollection that I did see, see this as a kid. And it's really the only scene I can remember is that at the end where Mrs. Medlock is in the kitchen with the uh, um, <laughs> with the bottles of medicine. I don't remember a thing about the movie otherwise until I saw it two years ago, maybe. I found it on YouTube and I watched it then. I, I know I saw it before that, but that was technically, I guess, the first time that I considered myself watching it. So then that's why when you were doing this um, program, this uh, series, I decided that this would be a good one for us to talk about. Yeah. And I have a feeling now that I've watched it, because I just watched it like literally right before we recorded, <laughs> I don't think Sarah will want to see this one. So I'm glad we're doing it. <laughs> with, with all the liberties that they took with the story, I could just see Sarah being appalled, <laughs> especially by the end. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I saw that you just uploaded your, well, not just, but I saw that you uploaded. Um, your review of the 1993 film, which is, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to look at that one. I mean, see your review yet, but this one, this film is definitely not the 1993 film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 1993 film is still my favorite. This one <laughs> did not even come close to topping it, which I didn't expect it to. Yeah, uh, well, this might be another. Um, Dorothy and the Legend of Oz type of thing where <laughs> I have a higher um, opinion of this movie than you do. 
I, I, I kind of wondered. <laughs> I don't think it's, I mean, it's not, it, it's fine. It's fine for yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's fine as a movie, but as an adaptation of The Secret Garden, it's kind of horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's so many things that they took liberties with. It's just, it's, it's very strange. Like, first of all, Mary has an American accent. And that doesn't make the slightest bit of sense because I think she, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be British accent, but that was the best sense really? in her time. <laughs> okay, well, she's British and she grew up in India, so she should have something that sounds uh, something like either British or Indian. It shouldn't sound. It shouldn't be me mistaking it for American. Like I, <laughs> I could have sworn that was an American accent. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, let's say she was only fifteen at the time. So, yeah, and I, I looked her up. She's apparently a really prolific voice actress. No, I she didn't is, recognize yeah. her, but she's when I, been in a lot. When I heard her voice, uh, it reminded me a lot of the girl Robin from Tom and Jerry the movie. And then I looked it up, and hey, she was the voice of Robin from Tom and Jerry the movie. Okay. And then she was also the voice of Sarah in some of the little some some of the Land Before Time films. Okay. I'm not sure if she's still the current voice of Sarah or not, but she was at some point. In yeah, the one that I recognized her from was Recess. She was one of the Ashleys. Oh, I haven't seen Recess yet. Oh, really? That one, that that was one of our favorite shows as a kid. It's on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, yeah. Check it out. I'm currently. That's been pretty much all what I'm all I'm doing on Disney Plus, going through all the animated shows. I'm currently <laughs> on. Gravity Falls, because I never saw that before, so that's my Really? Career. Oh, yeah. that sounds so good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, other than the American accent, at least what I thought was an American accent, I did like her voice. She, I thought she was a, a decent actress. I no, especially she, liked she, when she, she did upset. She's a good actress. <laughs> she can portray um, portray the emotions that she needed to. Bring. Yeah. I, I I really liked when she was like really impudent about things like yelling lazy servants when she found the cold breakfast. <laughs> so over the top and just enjoyable, but it's enjoyable at the same time. Yeah. At, at the very beginning, I, I kind of thought maybe this won't be so bad because it did seem halfway decent at the beginning. And later things happened. And I, <laughs> but, the Robin and the cat started talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, to be honest, I, I think as a child, a child's first introduction to the Secret Garden story, I still think this is a pretty good intro. You know, like when if they're young and this is the first one you want you want them to watch before you show them like the 1993 version or another version. I don't think it's really that bad of a first viewing. Probably not. There's things later on that if it wasn't animated would probably be too much, but it's kind of ridiculous by the end. <laughs> so it doesn't come off as like that dangerous, even though if it was real life, that that's like people would be arrested and locked away for years. <laughs> like one of the changes I know is that so Mr. Midlock is more let's say evil <laughs> or she is evil in this one. Yeah, she's like basically evil, which it's that th there is precedent for her not being the nicest, like in other versions. 
but she you have to walk a fine line with her because she's mean but she means well and i feel like the 1993 version is like the perfect version of her because she's scary and mean but you know that deep down she really thinks she's doing the right thing even though she's not she really is trying her best and with this one they just went straight for evil yeah like you said there is a there is a precedent so like it didn't offend me too much because i thought okay this is a this is an interesting you know take on the character which i could potentially see from the book or you know another adaptation Mm -hmm. but like it it probably did go a bit too far like trying to poison the the kid at the end (laughs) yeah like at the beginning when she's just kind of mean i figured they were going for just like the mean version like she's on the mean side and she's there's not she's not going to have too much nice about her but then things started happening and you like you have mary overhearing her and the doctor conspiring and embezzling money apparently which i don't think that there's precedent for that in any version i've never seen them like actively trying to make sure that dickens stays sick the the 49 version it seemed like maybe there was hints of that but it didn't really ever make come out come right out and say that's what was going on but this one there is no doubt about it they are working to try and keep him sick because they want the doctor who is mr craven's brother to inherit the manor yeah and she i I don't know if she has evil plans for him in the future because like that whole thing at the end, she's singing a song about she's going to get the manor. And it's like, well, you're working with somebody. So what are you planning on doing with the doctor? Exactly. And um, it, it reminded me a lot of the Secret Garden musical where they make, I haven't seen it, but based on what I know about it, I guess the doctor, I don't know if he's evil, but he's, he, he, would would you say he has ulterior motives in the musical? I haven't seen the musical. I I don't know if there's a a legitimate like filmed version of it that I can find because I was looking. Mm-hmm. I did find one that on YouTube, but it might be one that somebody just taped. I haven't watched yeah. it. No, so, I, I never seen it either. But just based on the songs, like the soundtrack and what I've. Well, I, I haven't listened to the songs yet. I was going to watch the thing I found on YouTube and see if it turned out to be something I would want to talk about. Oh, there's there's one song you definitely have to listen to called Lily's <laughs> Eyes. That's like the main song from the musical, the most famous one. It's where the doctor and Archibald sing about the, the, the Archibald's wife who passed away mm-hmm. and remembering how how the girl Mary Lennox, how she remind her eyes remind her remind them of Lily. <laughs> so okay, that's definitely the one to check out. Okay, but, yeah, that is one that I want to look into. I I would really like it if they did a, a filmed version of the stage play. That's why I was kind of, I was kind of upset, not upset, but disappointed that the movie coming out this year is just another adaptation of Secret Garden. I mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping it would be the the musical. Yeah. Like, I wish they would do that with more musicals and more Broadway plays. Like, 
I live in the middle of Iowa and I have no money. There's no way I'm going to get to New York <laughs> to be able to watch these things. <laughs> That's our tagline. I live in the middle of Iowa and I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I mean, yeah, I, I get to like Disney's doing that for Hamilton. Like, um, yes. That I next saw year? that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, maybe that'll start a trend. I hope so because I, there's a lot of plays that I would like to see that I just won't get a chance to because they don't film them. I'm, I'm so with you on that. <laughs> but I mean, my point is when I saw this character, it reminded me a lot of mm-hmm. what they, what I think they did with that character in the musical. Otherwise, yeah. if I'm not mistaken from the book, this doctor is, I don't think he's related to Dr. Bullard, is he in the book? I, th- I, th- I believe he is his brother and he, di- he would stand to inherit the manor eventually if Colin died, but I don't think he was ever intentionally trying to make sure that he died. Oh, it's okay. it just what would happen. He's, he's still looking after him and trying to yeah. make sure he gets better. Okay. I don't think he's literally <laughs> trying to kill him. Put some morphine inside. Yeah. That, that, I, well, I don't know what gave them the idea to go straight for murder at the end. <laughs> it's like, how can we, what can we do to spice this story up a little bit? I know, let's have them try to kill the kid. Kill the 10-year-old, or whatever <laughs> it's supposed to be. But um, I think another change that in this version is they make the character of, I always forget her name, is it Martha? I, they make her yeah. a lot older than I think she's supposed to be. <laughs> she looks like a thirty-year-old in this version. I don't know how old she was. What how old she was supposed to be in this version? I I kind of thought maybe like mid twenties. I didn't think she was quite no, too she, too old, but she did seem a little older than like Martha's usually supposed to be. Yeah. But it wasn't old enough that it really bothered me. She just seemed to, I don't know, it just, maybe just the way they drew her. But, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I like the fact that they still kept the scene with, like, the, the jumping rope. Yeah. That's kind of classic Secret Garden, I guess. Yeah, that, I, I liked that scene. I, I found it kind of, kind of weird that they used the jumping rope as the thing that made Mary stop being a brat. Like, because she's a brat at the beginning, but it only lasts for, like, maybe 15 minutes at the most and it's it's the jump rope montage that changes her i guess because like her last thing is she takes the jump rope out to the garden and she she's like being all snippy with ben weatherstaff and 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 chucks a stick at the robin which was (laughs) kind of funny and then they have the whole montage with the jump rope and suddenly she's nice yeah yeah that I mean, I guess they only had, what, an hour <laughs> to film everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the beginning really is the place where it seemed the most rushed to me. Yeah, because it's like two minutes in, your parents have died. <laughs> <laughs> and they say it so nonchalantly. Uh-huh. And then next thing you know, she's on it uh, in England and heading to Misselthwaite. So, that, so I guess the next question I want to ask you is... Uh, what do you think of the songs that start with home the first one the songs at first the first one was just kind of annoying i was like it reminded me there was a version of alice in wonderland that we watched that had this weird 
80s, 90s-ish song that just kept playing and playing and playing in the background. Like there'd be, it was a lyrical song with someone singing and it would just play in the background. Like people would be talking over it. It was the weirdest thing. I was really afraid that that's what was going to happen with this because Home played at least twice at the beginning. I was like, oh great, it's another Alice in Wonderland situation. But then that one went away. And then later I wished it would come back because the songs just got worse. Yeah, that was Home is definitely the best song. And <laughs> unlike you, I, I actually I actually did like it at the beginning. I, I mean, it, it could use you know two more revisions maybe for the yeah. lyrics, but I mean, over I thought the melody was overall you know catchy enough, and her singing voice you know for the, her age was fine. Because again, it, it reminded it reminded me of Robin's song kind of from Tom and Jerry the movie again. So it brought those parallels back to me. She also had to sing a song. She sang it much better in that movie, in that movie though. But <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Oh, you gotta check that one out. <laughs> then, like the Robin just randomly starts singing. <laughs> you know, that was the weirdest thing. Like every first hole, it was like, every quack, every boink. <laughs> it was so weird because first it seemed kind of like a joke that Dickon could talk to animals. Yeah. But then the Robin like literally starts talking to her and then later the cat starts talking to her and I'm like, this is the weirdest change that they could have made in this story. And then I was wrong because it wasn't the weirdest thing they could make in the story. <laughs> and it's not like it's not like she even went through any sort of big change that allowed her to let's say hear the thoughts of animals. Mm-hmm. Literally the Robin just starts singing. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I can, I can understand you now. Yeah, it was so and the weird. Just starts talking. No, and she's like, yeah, you can understand me. And then they have the animals being like instrumental in the outcome of the movie yes, because the, the movie would not have had a happy ending were it not for the animals. Yeah, like, Darjeeling came to the rescue there. Yeah, he had to. He had to get out. He had to find the robin and get the robin to deliver a message to Mister Craven to get him to come back just in time before the kids are murdered. <laughs> it's so weird. And they, the way they wrote it, the, if the animals hadn't talked, none of that could have happened. The, the children yeah, would be dead. You're pretty right. <laughs> Mr. Graham would have come home one day. And he probably wouldn't even have noticed anything himself. Probably not, because, I mean, his son was already sick. Yeah. Speaking of the animals, what do you think of the the voice actors in this? The I mean, for what they were, the voice actors were fine. It was just weird that they could actually talk. Yeah. I thought <laughs> like, they did. I think Go Frank ahead. Welker did the Robin. Yes. And the mom from Mary Poppins did Darjeeling the Cat. Glennis Johns, which was at first, once you know that, then you hear her voice and you're like, uh-huh. oh, okay, yeah, that's her. <laughs> She is quite a bit older in this movie, though, because it's like yeah, 30, 30 years later. later yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Honor Blackman, she was the voice of Mrs. Medlock. I thought her performance was pretty good, but she can't sing for her life. <laughs> <laughs> her voice was... I, it was good. It just... I, I mean, I felt it was kind of fitting since she turned out to be so evil that they went with somebody who had, like, a really stereotypical heavy smoker's voice. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, yeah. It just it 
seemed kind of fitting. It just made her so that much more evil, which seemed odd at the beginning, but then by the end, when you find out she's basically planning murder, I was like, yeah, that I guess that's a lot more fitting that way. And then Jer- Derek Jacoby was uh, Mr. Craven. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good, too. And if I'm not mistaken, he plays Archibald Craven in another Pursuit of God adaptation. Is that right? A live-action one? He might. I I believe I read that. And yeah, I, and I then when I saw one. it on here, I was like, well, maybe I was thinking about this one. But he might be in a live-action one. Yeah, I, I was looking up a bunch today, trying to get prepared to, for future episodes. Yeah. And I I did read that he's in one, and I just assumed it was this one, but maybe he is in a live-action one, too. Yeah, no, I think it's in a live-action one as well, but I don't remember which one. But I, I also thought he was pretty great. I mean, whoever it was that voiced, you know, Dickon is definitely he did, trying to do a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> Reminds yeah. me of, uh, who were you talking about one time? Um, Oh, it's the ghost, the ghost of Christmas Past in oh, yeah. the Christmas Carol movie. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that, that bad. No, it wasn't that bad, but <laughs> just remind me of that. He just but seemed he, he just seemed basically English. Yeah. Rather than Yorkshire. Yorkshire. They just they, they snuck the wick. We got the wick in there. <laughs> you can't yeah. you can't not have the wick. <laughs> and um I and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they also change how the mother died? Like in this one, they seem... <laughs> okay, so the scene with the mother died, like the Robin yeah. is the one who tells them about yeah. the mother's death. And it has like this close-up on the swing yeah. and lightning hits the swing and it's all electrified. I'm like, did they just electrocute the mother? And then it's like, it pauses and then the, the branch just drops. So yeah. It was like, it was almost like it was waited a beat for like comedic effect. <laughs> Boink, mom's dead. It was like, what? But then you find out she didn't die from that. She because it says that she gave birth later that day, and then she died. Yeah, the complications from the fall, and Dickon has not Dickon. No. It, uh, it was just whatever weird. his name is. Yeah, Master, Master Colin. Colin, yeah, he he is. He's been depressed the whole time, thinking he caused his mother's death, but it was the fall. Yeah, well, I think oh, I don't remember this from the story. I, I think in the book she died in childbirth. Okay. I don't remember if there was a fall in the garden <laughs> or not. Although there might have been because I haven't read the book in so long. Mm. But in the two versions that I've watched most recently, they did have a fall in the garden. So that might have been from the book too. But I don't think that there was a dramatic bolt of lightning <laughs> that zapped the swing and then the tree <laughs> fell on her. <laughs> and there definitely wasn't a Robin telling the story. <laughs> no, the Robin was not dramatically telling the children the events <laughs> of the past. And if I remember correctly, he just like randomly mentions it, like like if it was a secret he was trying to keep for a long time, and like now was the time to tell it. Uh, something like that. Yeah. They were talking about bringing Colin out to the garden. Oh yeah, maybe it'd be like, good oh, for him. It's not a good like, idea. Oh, let me tell you. Why. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> As I, I, when I was first watching this, I was like, well, what are they going to do? Tell him that a talking Robin told them about his, about his mother? Then I was like, well, that would make just as much sense as anything else happening. So that's probably what they'll do. Yeah, I mean, did the animals talk to Colin? I don't remember. If, did he hear animals talking? I don't talking? think so. I don't <laughs> think so. 
Maybe that, well, there was a song and I kind of was doing other things during that one song <laughs> in the garden. So maybe that they were talking then, I don't know. All I remember is that there was a bunch of flowers that were dancing. Oh gosh, I, I must have zoomed out on that part. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the worst song it, written and sung is the Mrs. Metalized song at the end. She can't sing for a note and the lyrics to that are just bad. <laughs> yeah. If I um, had to pick a worst one, I probably would pick the Robin song, but that one, they're kind of equal in di- for different reasons. That one's at least catchy, somewhat. The Mr. Medlock song, like all the, 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 the meter is off and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both bad in different ways. Yeah. And then Home. Well, Home is the best one. That's... Oh, I was going to mention too. When the Robin was talking about having known the mother, I was like, wait a minute, that was 10 years ago. How old do Robins get? So I looked up how old a European Robin gets, and it's only 13 months. So this is an old bird. Well, this story's been passed down generation to generation for 13 years, 10 years. It's a Robin legend. (laughs) That explains a lot why why the story's become a She's singing, swinging it on a swing. <laughs> They've just added added things like lightning bolts to the tell the baby robins. Exactly. <laughs> oh boy, I'm just glad the robin somehow knew where to fly to get to. Uh, <laughs> That's true. There, there's so many weird things happening in this that I didn't even think about that. Like, how on earth did the Robin know how to get to Scotland? <laughs> how, how did, I mean, like, how, how would Archibald Craven even, I, I guess the bird would just land on his windowsill and he would, he'd see, like, a message there and just take it from the bird. Yeah, <laughs> like, how, how does that it wasn't explained. Does? Well, probably for the better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure if they thought long enough, they would come up with some contrived way to explain it because they thought of a lot of other contrived things for this movie. Exactly. One thing that I give, I give this movie credit for is I like the short runtime. I think like like some like even the 993 film I think sometimes can drag for a bit. There are scenes that I think go on a bit too long and this movie you know they cut out you know half of what should be in there but i mean i like the attempt at keeping it yeah well if they if they'd made it feature length it probably would have felt unbearable to me (laughs) because there were scenes that were fine (laughs) there were scenes like it was decent animation decent artwork i enjoyed that they had paintings in the background like actual background paintings instead of something that looked cheap but (laughs) Even that can't save it when it gets weird. Because like with the song with the dancing flowers, I was just checked out. It's like, it's just... <laughs> One thing we also have to remember is this this was a an episode of a television series, so it has that T V uh-huh. budget. It's not yeah. so much the theatrical budget. Then again you have theatrical budget and you get films like Legend of Us. <laughs> yeah. It's some people can do a lot with a little. And I, I feel like with Some as much as they probably had for this, they probably did as good as they could do. Yeah. It's just they should have had somebody go over the script a few times. <laughs> <laughs> they probably like they were on a t- time time rush. 
Probably. Oh, what do you got? Okay, let's do that. Why does yeah. the cat talk? Okay, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead with that. I think that's pretty much the whole film. I can't remember anything else. Yeah, basically. The only thing we didn't really talk about was like the garden itself, which is like in the title. Kind of the point, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't like remember it either, so that's they, not the greatest thing. The garden was like barely in the movie. It had yeah, maybe like, three yeah. scenes, and one of them was a terrible song with dancing flowers. <laughs> Almost a flashback with the lightning strike in this one. Yeah, that the I guess it featured in the end because the the climax of the movie happened at the end. So yeah. you saw like the garden in all its glory, but the end was so quick because Mrs. Medlock burst into the garden screaming about his father never loved him. And then he's like right behind her and he like immediately fires her and then everything is happy. And then it's the end. It like happens within two minutes. You think they would have been arrested or something, but <laughs> he just fires her and I guess yeah. somewhere else to be dropped. So. Uh, yeah, I, well, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, overall, I would. I'd watch it again, and I'd probably watch it. Not. I was about to say I would watch it more. Um, more than the Christmas Carol, but I think uh, both of them I would watch about the same, same level of wanting to watch it again. I wouldn't. I wouldn't purposely choose to watch this again, but. If it was on, I don't think I would have a problem watching it because it is ridiculous enough that it's kind of entertaining in that way. But like, if I want to watch The Secret Garden, I'm going for the 93 version because I love the 93 version. <laughs> nice. I never go up the 93 version, but I saw it for the first time about five months ago, maybe. Oh, Sometime really? last year, yeah. Yeah, it was one that I grew up with. A, a family friend who is basically a third grandmother, gave me a copy of it, and I watched it a lot. I, I love that movie. Well, there you have it, folks. 993 one is better <laughs> yeah. than this one, which is discount 94, I guess. <laughs> I wonder if the 93 one influenced anything in this one in any way. If they did, I don't think it would want to admit it. <laughs> Well, at the beginning, I was wondering about Mrs. Medlock because I was thinking that they were going for the more surly version. Like the but then, then it went downhill, and I was like, no, this is not the Mrs. Medlock from the 93 version. <laughs> this is like the 93 version if she went homicidal. <laughs> exactly. But uh, my question is, how did they get the voice actor? Like, how... Whose idea was it, you know, who we needed for the cat, Glynis Johns? Like, <laughs> who decided that? Uh, who knows? Maybe there was just a casting call and she won. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think that's the weirdest choice. Uh, yeah, well, well... her voice, but I mean, I'm just saying, we have this house cat that might, I think it's a girl, might be a boy, I don't know. <laughs> who should we voice? Who should we have voice it? Glynis Johns. <laughs> who's actually still alive. Both she and Honor Blackman are still alive. Glenn Johnson, really? I think, like, wow. 97 or, and uh, Honor Blackman was like 95 or 96. So huh. still with us. <laughs> well, good for them. As of recording. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and then in three weeks when I finally put this out, <laughs> they're gonna be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Please come looking for us, <laughs> Mr. Jonathan North. <laughs> Where were you on the night of so and so? It was mind. only a podcast, I swear. <laughs> you, boy, then they, they shut down your YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Derek uh, Jacoby goes into hiding. <laughs> think we're due for another animated film adaptation of Secret Garden or do you think Secret Garden doesn't translate well in the form, in the medium of animation no I actually think that it would be good to do another animated version but like give it to somebody who's going to do it right because Sarah and I just talked about this I think in our 93 episode she, she mentioned anime because she hasn't seen a whole lot of anime. So when she says anime, she's thinking like Miyazaki. And, <laughs> and I was thinking also of like Makoto Shinkai. Somebody, somebody who does natural settings really well. Because like if you watch Your Name, it is gorgeous. Like oh my gosh, it's, the wild, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So either, either of those filmmakers would make a great secret garden. So, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there is an anime of Secret Garden. Yes, I found that today. Yeah. And I was really disappointed because it's one of those anime series from like the 70s where they made like 40 episodes and it was never brought to the US. So there is no English translation. There's not even a subtitled version, which is really right. disappointing <laughs> because all the episodes are on YouTube. Yeah. There's just no way for me to watch it and know what's going on. Find someone who knows Japanese, like, yo, translate. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I know anybody who knows Japanese. Yeah, me neither, sadly. But uh, I do think Secret Garden would work well in animation, but like you said, get the right person to do it. Get, yeah. Get the right studio, the right people, and a, a good theatrical budget. I think we can get a good, even just 90 minute. Um, mm hmm animated film theaters. Even, I mean, if Disney ever goes back to hand-drawn, I love one from Disney. That's true. I, uh, Disney, even if, hey, if they made it a musical, I'd, I'd love that too. Just don't yeah. think the animals sing. Yeah, no. Make it, make it like a good musical, not a cheesy one. Or, or make it an animated adaptation of the Broadway musical. Yeah. But overall, I think the best bet would be a really good anime director doing it. Just because I know, I know how good scenes with like flowers and natural settings can be done in anime. And I just, I feel like that's like the best, the best version is the potential for the best version would be in anime. But yeah. if somebody wants to do it, just, just do it right. That's all I want. I just want it to be good. No, I see what you mean with anime. The, they would literally make the secret garden come alive literally yeah yeah definitely plus like miyazaki he likes doing english stories like yeah. there, there have been he's done several and the borrowers is the yeah uh, i forget the name now but he did and, that one 
Yeah, and uh, Howl's Moving Castle, that's another yeah. English story. And even his his group that split off to make Studio Ponoc, their first movie was an English yeah. story. Mary and the Witch's Flower. Witch's Flower. Yeah, so it's not unprecedented that they could take a story like that and do it justice. Exactly. Well, I guess that'll be all for this episode. Do you want to let people know where they can find you in the future? Sure. Uh, you can find me on my blogs. I have the animation commendation at theanimationcommendation.com. I have uh, a live action Disney blog at my live action Disney project at wordpress.com. And, uh, you can check me out there and give me a follow if you like my stuff. Thanks. And I'll have links to those in the description. Well, thanks for joining me for this. It was a lot of fun. Thanks again, John. It's always fun to talk about the movies like this with you. This is why we don't, you know, sit down and talk about like good Oscar nominated films because <laughs> it wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't mind watching a weird, bad animated movie if we're going to talk about it later yeah exactly i gotta think of i gotta go down my list and find another one for us <laughs> yeah yeah the i'll eventually i'll be doing some other books too so i'm sure there's plenty of animated versions that we'll be able to talk about for some of those <laughs> in the future true <laughs> okay well thanks for joining me i guess we'll see you next time you're welcome thanks for having me bye bye Home, now I can finally say the word And to think of all the times it made me cry Home, home is a very special bird Who has shown me worlds beyond the human eye Thanks again to Mark for joining me on this episode. If you want more from him, I'll have his links in the description. Next time, Sarah will be back, and we're going to be looking at one of the strangest versions yet. And I say that after this episode where they were talking animals in a subplot about the attempted murder of children. No, next time we're going to be looking at a steampunk version starring, well, pretty much no big-name actors. This is kind of an indie film, and we actually kind of liken it to something that a group of homeschoolers might have put together. Of course, it has a much bigger budget than a homeschool production, but it still has that kind of feel. Anyway, that'll be next time, so we'll see you then for more Every Version Ever. Thanks for listening.